Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you once again, bringing you all the information you need to get your ultimate health and vitality. What I do here on Vitality Radio is pretty simple. I want to expose you to the information that you are not getting from mass media outlets, uh, from your medical doctor, from pharmaceutical ads on TV, from government entities such as your local health department, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and so on. Basically, the alternative side of all this stuff to try and help you recognize that there are alternatives to drugs and surgery, and uh, they are viable and very, very useful. And that's what Vitality Radio is all about. It's good to be with you again. Very happy to do this show. If you like what you hear today, go tell somebody. We need to build this audience as much as we can, and we would love to have you uh, help us with that task. Lots of people listening to the show now. We've been doing it for almost 11 years, hard to believe. And today is an exciting one. There's two things that I'm really kind of pumped to uh, bring to you today. The first thing is, of course, I always have to get some stuff off my chest. We've got to do a rant. But before we get into that, I'll tell you what the rest of the show is going to be about. Uh, We are going to talk about this, not that. Now, you may have seen a book by that title. Uh, There's a guy who's made a pretty good living selling a bunch of these books on the this, not that. Uh, They've been on New York Times bestsellers list. They're a little, uh, I don't know, kind of a square little book, uh, almost the size of of a little children's board book but loaded with uh, what is mostly useful information about uh, options you have. Like if you're out at a restaurant, uh, it'll show you that if you're, you know, I'll just pick one, Cracker Barrel. Rather than eating this item, you could eat this item. It'll save you 500 calories and so on and so forth. Now, some of the information in there is pretty useful. Some of it's not. I actually bought one of the books, and, and it's pretty good. But the concept I love. I really, really like the concept because the concept is that there are alternatives to everything. Now, some alternatives are worse. Some alternatives are better. And the whole premise of Vitality Radio is to give you insight into what the alternatives are to the things that you otherwise might not think there is a good alternative for or just don't know where to look. And so today's episode, the bulk of it will be a this, not that episode where I'll talk about alternatives for stuff that you'd buy at the grocery store to potentially put on your body or in your body, pharmaceutical uh, solutions for things and so on and so forth. I've got a list of about 15 of them. I'm doubtful I'm going to get through all of them. So we may have to do a part two to this. And speaking of part two, what we're going to get into in the rant today is part two of the rant from last week. I talked about the propaganda surrounding the flu shot. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk about the flu shot and pregnancy because it is stated routinely this year, just like every other year, that if you are pregnant, 
you need to get a flu shot because your baby can't get one until they are six months old. The idea of giving a six-month-old baby a flu shot to me is crazy, but that's me and that's the way I see it. But there are questions about all of this and that's what the motivation is behind today's morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Two years ago, I reported that it appeared that pregnant women who received the flu shot two years in a row had a 25% higher chance of miscarriage. What the study actually said in uh, simple terms, I guess, is that if you were a woman who got the flu shot in 2011 and 12 flu season, and then you became pregnant before or during the 2012-13 flu season, chose to get the flu shot during the first trimester that you had a 25% higher risk of spontaneous abortion. So two years in a row with the flu shot increased your risk of abortion, a spontaneous abortion or miscarriage by 25%. Now that sounds pretty alarming, right? Well, experts, they didn't know what to do with this information. <laughs> there was a research, or uh, sorry, an article uh, written that I really liked at the time. It said, Sometimes when scientists study things, this was in STAT, uh, online magazine, sometimes when scientists study things, they come up with results they didn't expect, can't explain, and may secretly wish they'd never sought. I love that part. Secretly wish they'd never sought. And I, I, this has to be the case in, this, in the case of this article, uh, or this study, sorry. A new journal article looking at whether getting a flu shot during pregnancy increases a woman's risk of miscarrying Maybe just one such case. Now, this is the quote from that article from Dr. Edward Bologna, who uh, was the lead researcher on this. I understand it's disconcerting. It's not a message that we welcome or want, but it is what we found, and we have an obligation to let people know about this. So, I told you what the study said, 25% higher risk of spontaneous abortion. It was pretty clear in the study. That is inconvenient. I mean, very inconvenient. This study was published in the journal Vaccine. This came from that journal and from their researchers. That is not typical when it comes to vaccines of all kinds, whether it be the flu shot, MMR, DTaP, or whatever. That journal publishes stuff that is 100% pro-vaccine without question. I'm not sure exactly where the editor was in, in this case. I must assume vacation. I don't even know how this thing got through. I was so shocked two years ago when I read this on the air. It blew my mind that it was published in Vaccine. I, I really thought it would just be swept under the rug, but it wasn't. It was published and it caused quite a stir, quite a stir indeed. The spin machine went into full force. It was unbelievable. 
Uh, here are just two of many statements I could have read to you uh, if it weren't for uh, time restrictions from the various articles written following the release of that study. Let's make one thing clear. UT, Southwestern, OBGYNs, and infectious disease experts recommend that all pregnant women get the flu shot. The benefits for the moms and babies clearly outweigh the risks, no matter what you might have read online. Now, that's written by a woman whose name is Robin Horsager Borer. Sorry, not an easy name to say. Uh, she's an MD at this UT Southwestern Clinic. And she stated that just a few days after this article hit the pages saying that this flu shot might cause miscarriage. Now, I think it's very interesting uh, how this stuff works because why would she state that with such conviction if we just barely had a article in the prestigious medical journal called Vaccine that says otherwise? I want to read what she said again because I think it's important. Let's make one thing clear. UT Southwestern OBGYNs and infectious disease experts recommend that all pregnant women get the flu shot. The benefits for moms and babies clearly outweigh the risks. And this is my favorite part, no matter what you might have read online. Okay, Robin, but what we read online came from the vaccine journal. This is supposed to be the best source of information on vaccines in the whole world. And you're saying, well, we read it online, so it must not be true. It's, interestingly, I, coincidentally, I guess, I was reading her article online. Maybe nothing online is true. The point of the matter is, you can't, you shouldn't, I guess, be able to say that the benefits clearly outweigh the risk if the risk is a 25% higher chance of miscarriage. How can you say that with a straight face? Now, she was typing it, so maybe she didn't have a straight face when she was saying it. I don't know. But she said it nonetheless. And then she also said this, and I loved this, because this, in my opinion, <laughs> discredits everything else she said. Because after what she just said that I read to you, she went on to poke all kinds of holes in the study. And then she said, for one thing, the definition of pregnancy in the study is very broad. Now, I understand there are a lot of things in medicine that have some wiggle room in terms of definitions. But I think pregnancy is a pretty solid thing. You either are or you're not. So to say the definition of pregnancy is very broad, I don't even know what that means. It's Her statements in her article are almost laughable if they weren't so gross in how dirty they are in terms of what she's actually saying versus what the actual science at that time was uh, saying to counter her belief. It's like a religion for these people. I mean, it would be like we're in Utah. It'd be like if you found out as a active Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints goer, that the prophet had fallen. You, you wouldn't want to believe it. That can't be the case. No, I believe this my whole life. 
right? Medicine in this country has become like a religion. We just follow it because we believe it and we have faith in the people feeding us the information. Unfortunately, and it's a big caveat, there's a lot of money in medicine. A lot of money. Billions of dollars. Just in the flu vaccine itself, it's billions of dollars. So, of course, the people doling out these things don't want to believe that they could possibly cause a problem, especially if you have a conscience. What if this woman is actually well-meaning? I have no idea if she is or she isn't. I don't know her. She's not, I would say, particularly bright based on her definition of pregnancy being very broad, but whatever. Maybe she's well-meaning. And she's thinking, well, all these years in practice, I've been giving the flu shot to these pregnant women and maybe I'm causing miscarriages. Maybe that flashed across her mind. That's hard to deal with. So maybe the immediate response is, "Uh uh-uh, I can't. I can't admit maybe we've been wrong. So anyway, a lot of that was happening. A lot of it. News outlets, the CDC coming out and saying, wait a minute, this isn't, you know, it's not conclusive. It's misleading. What are some of the other words that they used? It's not uh, causation. It's correlation. And maybe there's no risk at all. At no time did any medical journal, any medical website, WebMD, any government website like the CDC and so on and so forth, at no time during this whole thing two years ago, did anybody say, this might actually be a problem? All they said was, there's some real limitations to this study. It probably doesn't mean anything. And in a couple of years, it'll probably be disproven. That's pretty much what the word was. And guess what? Here we are in 2019, and it's disproven. Ah, ah, it was wrong. You know that article that they wrote that, uh, about that study they did? that said 25% more likely to miscarry if you received a vaccine, the flu shot two years in a row. Yeah, that article, oh, it wasn't. I mean, I know it was in the journal vaccine. I know it was done by good researchers that research vaccines. I know all that stuff, but now it wasn't right. But this article done by the same researchers two years later on the same topic that actually got the outcome that we were originally looking for, this one's right. Oh, interesting. So interesting how that works. Because look, now in 2019, the headline in CNN is flu shot will not cause a pregnant woman to miscarry, study says. That's the headline. The opening lines, can the flu shot cause a pregnant woman to miscarry? No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Now, that's a strong word. That's the verdict of a study presented Wednesday to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. So, when an article is written about a study, it's released in the journal Vaccine in 2017 that says the flu shot might cause a higher incidence 
of spontaneous abortion. It is ridiculed. Holes are poked in it. Everybody says it's probably bogus. But when a study done by the exact same researchers is published two years later that says the opposite, it's absolute, 100% absolute truth. I mean, CNN, who can you trust more than them, right? No, the flu shot absolutely cannot cause spontaneous abortion. Okay, I hope you see the holes in this. I hope you see the propaganda machine just going crazy. It's really, they do a really nice job, a really nice job. They shoot holes in their own studies, and then they use their own studies done by the same researchers to shoot holes in their own studies done by the same researchers two years earlier because the first one, they got it wrong. Darn it. Now, it's important to understand. Do you know that the gold standard for research in this country, and well, in the world, is a double-blind, placebo-controlled study? They will not do those on vaccines because it's quote-unquote unethical. We can't give half the pregnant women a vaccine and the other half a placebo because that is just plain unethical. I don't know how it's more unethical than studying a new pharmaceutical and paying somebody 300 bucks to come down for a trial to put chemicals in their body that may or may not cause horrific side effects. That somehow is ethical. And the other kind of double-blind placebo-controlled study with a vaccine is unethical. There's no good reason why one is ethical and one's unethical. It's just words. It's just words they use to make them feel better about themselves or rather to make us feel better about what they're telling us, right? But there are no double-blind placebo-controlled studies on pregnant women and the flu shot or anybody in the flu shot for that matter. And those are the studies that would actually tell us the truth. All of these studies are observational, which means that they're at best kind of okay. And that's a problem because depending on how you observe, you can kind of make a study sound like whatever you want it to sound like. And that's what happened in 2019. So I want to bring up one more point that I think needs to be heard. I have a problem. I have a real, I'm like the softiest of softies when it comes to little kids. I just adore them. I I watch movies where a little kid is, you know, sad because of whatever. I'm sitting there crying watching the movie. Everything about little kids just, ah, oh, they're the greatest thing in the world. So I guess it's not a problem, but it's a thing. It's a real thing for me. I have kids of my own. I just can't even imagine life without them. And so when it comes to kids, I'm a lot more easily riled up, angered, annoyed, ranty when it comes to this stuff. So here we are talking about pregnant women and their future child. And we're talking about a 25% higher risk of spontaneous abortion or miscarriage. Well, I've lived through two miscarriages with my wife. And 
they are horrible. You don't, you don't wish that on anybody that's, you know, hopeful about a healthy pregnancy and a healthy childbirth. You don't want that. It's, it's sad. Maybe worse yet, though, is the brand new baby once they're delivered. So one of the reasons that they say that you've got to get pregnant, I mean, you got to get pregnant, you got to get the flu shot if you are pregnant is because you got to protect your baby. Because they can't get a flu shot in the first six months after they're born. And nowhere have I been able to find, and I've dug around pretty deep, and if you can find it, I want to I see it sincerely. But nowhere have I found why we can't vaccinate a child under six months with the flu vaccine. If the flu vaccine is totally safe, absolutely can't cause miscarriage, 100% safe for pregnant women, 100%, even though we have no real studies that are really great that prove that, but it's 100% safe. Why can't we give it in the first six months after birth? Because we're talking about the difference between a fetus and an actual developed living, breathing child on the outside of the womb. And for some reason, it's unsafe to give it to them, but it's safe to give it to them in the first trimester of pregnancy when they're just forming, when all the risk factors for miscarriage are already high. It doesn't add up. And one of my favorite things to do when I'm looking at all this stuff is literally just do the math. Does it add up? And the only thing that I can see that adds up with the flu shot is dollars. Because as I stated last week on the show, it's barely effective, an average of 44% quote unquote effective, they say, for everybody. But that's not meaning it's effective. That's meaning that they actually guess the right strains. So on average, 56% of the time, they're guessing wrong. 44%, they're guessing right. But then we still have no evidence that it actually even works at all. But when one study published in their journal called Vaccine comes out saying that it might cause a 25% higher risk of miscarriage, oh my heavens, we can't have that. We can't have any question marks. No question marks, because then people might start to doubt. That's the rant. I'm going to come back. We're going to do a this, not that. I think you're going to like it. I've never actually done it on Vitality Radio. I'm pretty excited about it. I hope you uh, stay tuned. I hope that you enjoy what you've heard so far. I'm Jared St. Clair. I'll be back in just a minute. And This is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blog or online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is, 
that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. My name's Jared St. Clair, and I'm your host each and every week. Doing this show for the last 11 years, I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate any moments that uh, you lend me your ear so that I can talk about health, nutrition, fitness, and achieving your optimal vitality. That's what Vitality Radio is all about. Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. You can call us at 801-292-6662. If you have any questions about health, nutrition, fitness, or anything you heard on the show, we would love to hear from you. If you're nowhere near Bountiful, we can take care of you no matter where you are. 801-292-6662 is the phone number, and uh, we love... Uh, hearing from you. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to actually meet somebody who's listened to the show and appreciated some of the information I've had to bring forth. So thank you so much for that. Okay, so it is time to get into the primary topic of the day. And as I said, this time we're going to do something a little different, different than I've done in all the previous 10 years on the show. It's called This Not That. I uh, got the idea from a series of books that, uh, boy, I wish I remembered the author's name. I I have one of the books too. And it came to me, I never went and looked for the book. I guess it doesn't matter that much, but regardless, maybe you've seen them on uh, the shelves over at Barnes and Noble. The idea is basically, you know, if you're going to do something uh, in the case of his books, like eat a burger at Applebee's, you can pick the double bacon deluxe cheesy cardiac burger, or you can choose the lettuce wrapped turkey burger. And, you know, this one has 18 million calories and this one has only, you know, 100. And so the concept is basically we're going to help you eat healthier at the same restaurants that you normally eat at and so on and so forth. And I love the idea as the execution in the book is a little iffy sometimes, but I love the idea. And it makes a lot of sense for a lot of the stuff that I do here on Vitality Radio because I like to give you alternatives that are legitimate alternatives that really can help you as opposed to some of the stuff that... Uh, you've used in the past or currently are using. And so without further ado, the first ever edition of This Not That. I've got 15 items here. I probably won't get to all of them. If there are leftovers, I'll bring them to you on a future show. But let's go right into it. The first thing, because it is, it's my last love every night before I, before I go to bed. I, I like to shower at night. And uh, I... For whatever reason, I, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago, I end up with dry hands. Even though I've got soft water, my hands get a little dry. And I've used all kinds of lotions over the years, and I've never loved any of them, really, even ones that we've sold at Vitality. I don't really use the 
chemical lotions at the grocery store and drugstore and stuff. But the ones at Vitality either are a little heavy, a little greasy, something uh, for my liking, even though we've had a lot of people like them over the years. But I finally found one and we are carrying it at Vitality and I am 100% in love with this stuff. It's called Organic Fiji Lotion. And uh, it comes in a, an unscented for people that are sensitive to that, or it comes in a pineapple coconut is my favorite. There's also a jasmine that a lot of people like and a, a melon flavor as well, uh, flavor, scent. Regardless of whether you get a scented one or an unscented one, it does not matter. It is the best hand lotion I've ever used. It's amazing. I don't know how to describe it. And one of the things that's great about it is it is a one on the EWG scale, uh, meaning it is a very, very clean lotion compared to most of the lotions that you might uh, otherwise use, things like uh, Vaseline intensive care and all that kind of stuff. So very clean, great company. I actually know the owner now. I've talked to him quite a few times and I really like him. Uh, just good stuff. Good stuff for sure. Organic Fiji lotion, a much better alternative to most natural lotions out there uh, and uh, all of the chemical lotions. Number two on the list, colloidal silver nasal spray. Now, you may or may not know about colloidal silver. If you don't know about it, the easiest way I can really describe it to you is it is water that is infused isn't the right word, but it might be the word that makes the most sense. Infused with silver particles. There are little tiny microscopic silver particles in here and they are um, they're magnetically charged, essentially, electromagnetically charged inside the water and that keeps the silver from clumping together, keeps it in its individual particles. And it's called colloidal, colloidal silver. Now, colloidal silver is very interesting because in, uh, in vitro, uh, just in Petri dish studies, you can drop it in a Petri dish with just about any bacteria or virus, even MRSA, and it can kill it. That's amazing. So the stuff is pretty powerful, particularly if it can come in contact with the actual bacteria or viral or fungal thing, um, you know, right directly contact it like it would in a Petri dish. And therefore, in the human body, it can be very useful. But if you've got, you know, a cold or flu or something like that, and uh, this stuff is kind of all throughout the system, then drinking colloidal silver absolutely has merit. I, I like the stuff, but it can't always get to exactly where it needs to get to. However, I've told you before on Vitality Radio, and I think it's important to bring back up, 85% of sinus infections... Yes, 85% of sinus infections are viral, not bacterial. And yet the majority of sinus infections that are treated by doctors are treated with antibiotics, which do not kill viruses, only bacteria. But they do an amazing job of killing good bacteria, which prevents us from fighting off the next sinus infection. So a lot of people get into this uh, vicious cycle of infection, antibiotic, infection, antibiotic, infection, antibiotic. And if you're wondering why every time you use an antibiotic for a sinus infection, it works, if the sinus infection is probably viral, that's actually an easy question to answer. That's because most viral sinus infections will clear themselves in seven to 10 days. Not coincidentally, oh wait, completely coincidentally, the same amount of time that a uh, antibiotic is typically prescribed. 
And so then you take the antibiotic and you get better and you think, oh, the antibiotic worked last time. That's what we'll do next time too. And over time, those poor sinuses can get infected with a fungal infection because fungus loves the sinuses. Why? Well, it's warm and it's moist and it's dark and fungus loves that stuff. So many people end up with an underlying fungal infection, which just flares up from time to time. And uh, if you are one of these people who gets chronic sinus infections, you should very seriously consider colloidal silver, which will come directly into contact uh, if you spray it up your nose as a nasal spray. Truly amazing stuff. I've had really, really good feedback on it. It works. And it's a safer alternative to antibiotics, especially when you consider that antibiotics won't kill that stuff uh, most of the time. Now, I just said the same thing about sinus infections that I would need to say about urinary tract infections. And the answer, however, is a little bit different. Number three on the list of this, not that, is D-mannose. D-mannose is a sugar it's very interesting because only Mary Poppins, Dr. Mary Poppins, would ever recommend sugar for an infection. But in this case, she would be right. D-mannose is a sugar that tastes like sugar, but it doesn't digest it uh, like sugar does. And so therefore, it doesn't increase uh, glycemic load and is safe for diabetics and so on and so forth. But what's so cool about D-mannose is that in clinical studies, they've actually proven that it'll wipe out E. coli-based uh, urinary tract infections basically 100% of the time. And 90% of urinary tract infections are E. coli-based. And so if you get a urinary tract infection, the most common treatment here in this country, I would say over the counter, is cranberry. And I don't discredit that at all because cranberry has a very unique anti-adherence property to it that basically keeps bacteria from sticking into the urinary tract. However, D-mannose seems to be even more effective than cranberry and my favorite approach is actually D-mannose with cranberry just to kind of make sure you get rid of that thing. But in clinical trials, the effectiveness rating is so high with D-mannose and it's so safe that why would you immediately resort to an antibiotic that we know are being overprescribed, are very dangerous uh, in long-term use and quite dangerous in short-term use, and at the very least will reduce your body's natural bacteria, which you use to defend yourself against the next infection, and so on and so forth. So I am not your doctor. I don't claim to be your doctor. I'm not even interested in being your doctor. What I am interested in doing is just telling you that there are options. And one of the things that I love to point out to people and have for years that I think is really important is that I believe in a lot of the good stuff that modern medicine has to offer. I don't think that it's all bunk. And sometimes on Vitality Radio, I worry that that's what it sounds like. I will use a doctor and I will use pharmaceuticals if I see the benefit and if I don't know of an alternative that will work as well or better. However, this is where kind of the disconnect happens. There are so many alternatives that work so well that it doesn't make sense to me unless it's an emergent situation where you're going to live or die based on your decision 
to take this antibiotic or this medicine. Short of that, why not try the natural approach first? In most cases, the worst case scenario is you didn't get better and you end up on the pharmaceutical anyway. But in many cases, you can get better naturally without having the need for the pharmaceutical and the side effects that come along with it, especially when we're talking about antibiotics. So colloidal silver nasal spray for sinus stuff, D-mannose for urinary tract stuff, both absolute superheroes in my opinion. And one that kind of goes along with that group is number four on the list, colloidal silver wound gel. Now, this is an interesting thing because the FDA is pretty much opposed to natural stuff. It's very difficult to get a natural product to have an actual quote unquote drug claim, meaning that it can actually claim that it can kill something or cure something or heal something um, because it's not a drug. Well, silver wound gel has been able to actually make those claims because they've proven it clinically that it absolutely works for the same types of things that you would use something like Neosporin on. But better than Neosporin in so many ways, one being that it is not as harsh. Neosporin is nasty stuff. There's some excellent evidence that Neosporin is quite dangerous, especially if used ongoing uh, and, and, you know, over time, kind of the buildup of it. But colloidal silver doesn't have that same concern. And silver wound gel is a topical gel made of colloidal silver that has actually been shown, again, to kill things like E. coli on contact and uh, strep on contact. So topically, you can use the silver wound gel for a variety of different things, everything from cuts and scrapes and burns. Uh, Any time that you would reach for the Neosporin before you put the Band-Aid on, ditch the Neosporin and use the silver wound gel, it's better and it's safer. And I absolutely love the stuff. It's great, great stuff. So that was number four. We're getting through these pretty quickly. I'm kind of proud of myself. Uh, And the next item on the list, and this one comes from a place of love. It is my formula. So I'm going to, I'm not ever going to try and convince you to buy something that I created without telling you I'm the creator. So I'm 100% behind this, but there's a reason for it. I developed a product called Ultimate Vitality Multi a long time ago. I developed it for a company that was going to use it uh, as a uh, supplement in their network marketing uh, brand. Now, I'm not a big network marketing. In fact, I'm a, I do not enjoy network marketing really on any level, but I don't mind formulating products for other companies, and I've done that quite a bit. So I developed this multivitamin for this company, and their entire concept was energy. How do we give our clients more energy? Well, so far, they'd resorted to caffeine. They had an energy drink akin to a Red Bull. They were filling people's garages with these things. And I saw the problem. I said, look, you got to give them something that's going to give them energy that isn't just a load of caffeine and something they can use every single day because they shouldn't be using these energy drinks every day. And if you're going to commit people to buying this stuff, you better have a better option. So I came up with a multivitamin. And that doesn't sound like the best option for energy because if you've ever taken a multivitamin, you probably have never felt a whole lot of energy off of it. I get it. But I had this idea. I'd been doing some research on an ingredient called solbutyamine, and it's mostly used in Japan. But it's just a form of vitamin B1, that's what they call a B1 analog, that happens to be able to cross the blood-brain barrier. But get this about solbutyamine, because this is cool. 
in equal portions, in other words, if you have 100 milligrams of sobutamine and 100 milligrams of caffeine, it's about half as energizing. So it's the equivalent of about 50 milligrams of caffeine for every 100. Um, if you have 200 milligrams of sobutamine, it's equal to 100 milligrams of caffeine and so on. Yet, it's not a central nervous system stimulant. It's non-addictive. It does not create the same crash that you get from caffeine. And you don't ever feel jittery or nervous with it. That sounds pretty cool, right? It is cool, but it's kind of expensive. Actually, it's very expensive and it tastes terrible. So you'd never want to put it into a, like an energy drink. You'd never be able to drink this stuff. But in a capsule, you don't have to worry about the taste. The only issue is the cost. So I started working on this formula full of adaptogenic herbs. These are herbs that help support the endocrine system, the thyroid, the adrenals, things like that to help with energy naturally by nourishing the body, plus solbutamine, plus a great complex of vitamins and minerals. And I didn't have a name for it because it was going to be their product. Uh, but regardless, we developed the product for them. I was um, maybe more maybe slightly more trusting back then than I am today uh, after a few experiences. But I ended up with 40,000 capsules of this stuff that I that they never came and got. And I paid for it. And so it was sitting there in the back room of my shop. It was uh, thousands of dollars worth of product. And it wasn't in bottles or anything. So I put together a real crude label uh, that just looked silly. I had people jumping around on it. I, some of these memories are, are really quite funny for me. But regardless, we started selling it for very little money, less than what it cost us just to get rid of it. And we, But I did ask people because it was an experiment. I didn't know how effective this was going to be. And so we started recommending it to people and boom, people started coming back within the first couple few weeks after we started recommending it saying, I've never felt so much energy from a multivitamin or I've never felt this good in my life. I haven't felt this good in years. We kept hearing those types of things. It was awesome. And so all of a sudden we're selling this stuff. People are demanding it and boom, a product is born. Ultimate Vitality Multi has been on the market now for about, um, well, I'm not even sure now. I'm going to have to look back in the records, but seven or eight years, I think maybe. And people absolutely love it. We sell it routinely. It's our number one selling multivitamin. And it is a fantastic alternative, something like Centrum. So a this, not that, this, Vitality Multi, that, not that, Centrum. Centrum is a joke. Now, it's not a funny joke because funny jokes make you laugh. Centrum makes me cry when I think about how many people buy it. It is such a garbage product. The quality of, of the ingredients in it are so low. So it's all what they call USP certified. And people, because of propaganda and media and everything else, have been led to believe that USP certified means it is high quality. All that USP certified means is that it is pure. So it is a pure form of a very low quality ingredient or a pure form of a very high quality ingredient or somewhere in between. But while all of the vitamins and minerals in Ultimate Vitality Multi are USP certified, that doesn't matter. It's what type of vitamins we're actually putting in there, the quality of the vitamin C, the type of vitamin D, all of those types of things. And so when you're looking at multivitamins, first off, if you are at a grocery store, there is a almost or a drugstore, almost a 100% chance you will not find a good quality multivitamin. Now, if you don't shop at Vitality Nutrition, that's fine. Shop at a health food store, 
for your vitamins and minerals because it makes a difference, especially when it comes to multivitamins. Because in my opinion, there are basically kind of three levels of multivitamins. There are the grocery store things like Centrum or Costco's Kirkland, you know, male over 50 multi or whatever, all those things. There are the kind of basic multivitamins you'll find at a health food store. And then there are the high quality multivitamins that you'll find at a health food store. And you just can't get these at grocery stores. They don't exist there. And uh, it is what it is. So Ultimate Vitality Multi, if you want a multi that'll actually help you with energy, that'll help with stress response and help mildly detoxify your liver and kidneys on a daily basis, that's the product for you. Okay, number six. Now, number six is one of my favorite ones to talk about too. And I have nothing to do with this product except that it's near and dear to my heart because I've been using it since I was about five years old. There was a product on the market called Emergency. Now, you may have heard of it. You may even say, why did he say was? I just saw it at Walmart the other day. Well, emergency, the real emergency, died a quiet, almost silent death years ago when a company called Pfizer, yeah, a big drug company, Big Pharma, bought out a little company called Aliser and completely changed emergency. Now, they didn't change the taste too much. They made it taste a little better, which is fine. But they changed, again, the quality of the ingredients going in. No longer were they mineral ascorbate forms of vitamin C, which are highly bioavailable and non-acidic. They were ascorbic acid, which is not particularly bioavailable and very acidic, and so on and so forth. In fact, the whole core of emergency, the entire core is that the guy that developed it was a huge believer in mineral ascorbates as a form of vitamin C as opposed to, uh, to ascorbic acid. And they would preach that constantly at trade shows and events and trainings and educational events that I would attend over the years. You want mineral ascorbates. But when Pfizer took over, you know what they discovered? And it's a really simple discovery. Mineral ascorbates are a lot more expensive so they're not going to use those. When we can use ascorbic acid that A, tastes better, B, is way cheaper, and C, the average Joe citizen doesn't have a clue the difference between the two anyway, we can put the stuff on the shelves at Walmart for 10 bucks a box instead of health food stores for 15 And that's what they did. And Emergency is a huge seller nationwide, and it's not a very good product anymore. Now, I will say this. It's better than a lot of stuff. It's, it's not garbage. So if you're using emergency, you don't feel like you're wasting your money. It's a decent product still. It just ain't what it used to be. And it's not what I recommend anymore because, well, for one thing, it's not that good. For another thing, it's made by Pfizer and I don't want to give Pfizer my money. So I pulled away from emergency and thank goodness the people at Pauling Labs who used to be with Alistair, the company who bought uh, or who Pfizer bought, they left. I don't know if they were fired or if they quit, doesn't really matter, but they decided to take what they knew about making emergency, the good one, and put it into a new formula called InnerC, which is awesome. I like it better than the original emergency, and I love the original emergency. And now it comes in like seven or eight flavors. It tastes great. It works really well. It's got the mineral ascorbates. It's got the electrolytes. It's got everything you want. And yes, it's a few dollars more a box. It's 15 bucks where most places you can get emergency for somewhere between 9 and 11. 
but it is so much better. It's worth the extra dollars. I challenge you to try it, especially if you're an emergency user. Get Inner The stuff is great. All right. Now, that was number six on the list. I told you I have 15 of these. I don't think I'm going to get through all of them, but I'm doing pretty good. Let's go to number seven. And this one is an interesting one because I'm going to be asking you, much like what I just did with emergency, I guess, uh, to step up your game here. You've heard of glucosamine sulfate or glucosamine and chondroitin or maybe glucosamine and MSM or glucosamine chondroitin and MSM. Some combination of those three ingredients or at least a couple of them has become the most popular thing to sell for joint pain and arthritis that is a natural over-the-counter thing. Now, years ago when these first came out, it was a it was a godsend. We didn't have a lot that we could recommend for arthritis pain or for the prevention of further damage to the joints and so on and so forth. It just didn't exist. And so we had a um, we had a need, a big need, and the need has only gotten bigger over the years for something, and glucosamine filled that void. For a lot of people, glucosamine and chondroitin work pretty well. Glucosamine and MSM works pretty well. Glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSM can work pretty well. In fact, they work so well and they sell so well that now most people buy it at Costco in a big, giant, you know, 400-tablet bottle or whatever it is. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, especially if it's helping you. But there have always been issues with glucosamine and chondroitin that are problematic for some people. It's You need to take big pills, for one thing, which is not great. Uh, you need to take a few of them, which a lot of people don't like. But even after that, if you get past that part, one of the biggest issues has always been effectiveness in terms of how well your stomach actually absorbs this stuff and utilizes it. And that's a big deal because obviously what you take can only work if your body can absorb it. And glucosamine and chondroitin have high molecular size. They're not particularly easy to digest and assimilate. So people do get results with these things, 100%. They're not bad products, but it varies a lot. And usually from my experience, and I've sold this stuff for over 20 years now, in my experience, it isn't something that people get consistent results or the big result they're looking for, which is to be pain-free or very, very close to pain-free, higher mobility and so on and so forth. Well, about five years ago, I discovered something that uh, I did not know existed. There's an ingredient called hyaluronic acid. Now, I knew about that, and you may have heard about that, especially if you've got arthritis and you've looked into this stuff. But hyaluronic acid has its own issue, and then it gets destroyed in the stomach acid, a lot like most probiotics do when you take it internally as a supplement. So it can be effective. Whatever survives the stomach can help you, but it's not great. In fact, the studies on it, the studies on all of this, glucosamine, hyaluronic acid, chondroitin, and all that stuff were all done with uh, injections originally, which makes a big difference, not in pill form. Well, here's the interesting thing that we've discovered. Baxel, and I say we've decided, I didn't discover it. I discovered it at a trade show, but the company that puts it out, Baxel is, they solved the problem, basically. First off, let's talk about what hyaluronic acid is. Hyaluronic acid is what your eyes float in. And if you'll notice, when you're not noticing your eyes, they just kind of freely float. You don't notice when you shift to look at the left or the right or up or down. It's just smooth and silky, unless you have dry eye. If you have dry eye, then you have 
less hyaluronic acid in your eye sockets than you should. Well, as we get older, the dry eye thing starts to happen, the dry knees, the dry elbows and shoulders and hips and so on. And that's a pretty typical thing. When a healthy joint is moving, it secretes hyaluronic acid, and that helps to keep the lubrication there and the cushion so that our um, joints don't take as much damage, basically, as we're moving them. So if you've got popping, creaking, or, or you know you've got arthritic joints, uh, pain in there, and you've, especially if you've been, been diagnosed with osteoarthritis, Baxil can be a real game changer. And this is the thing that's interesting in one of the things that made glucosamine so useful is that it was one of the first things that actually provided some hope that you could maybe prevent further damage to the joint as opposed to just taking away the pain. Well, Baxil just does it all better. That's really what it boils down to. So again, this is a step up, kind of like emergency is not a bad product. It's just not nearly as good as InterC. The same thing with glucosamine versus Baxil. Baxil is a liquid that survives the stomach, gets into the joints where it's needed and the eye sockets for a lot of people and makes a huge difference. And it gets ahead of inflammation by providing what you really need, which is lubrication and cushion. You are going to have a much better result than if you just take care of inflammation and pain. I love Baxel in two clinical, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies on people with knee arthritis. They had to be very specific to get the study to, to work. 84% of recipients of the Baxel noticed a significant difference in pain and flexibility uh, versus the people on a placebo. So really, really great stuff. And we have seen excellent results with it. And it's not just good for you. It's great for your animals too. Uh, a lot of people giving it to their dogs with arthritis and even their horses. So Baxel, amazing stuff if you're dealing with arthritis. All right. Well, I was hopeful. And then I talked a lot about the last few items. So I got through seven of 15, <laughs> not even half. Oh, I love doing this. Thank you for listening to me. We're going to do more of this, not that on next week's episode. I've got information for you on calcium. I've got information for you on inflammation. I've got information on how to get rid of those blasted scented candles and scentsies and Glade plugins and Fibrees and stuff like that naturally while also giving yourself therapeutic benefit. I got lots of good stuff coming on next week's show. And like I always say, if you like what you hear, go tell somebody we need to build this audience bigger and stronger. Thank you for listening to me. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair, produced by elizabeth joy windham with very limited help from jared our awesome music is by brian bob young Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.
everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.